Outside the lines, we're back. How we doing? I'm done announcing done, right. what episode it is. I'm just gonna roll the dice here and say screw it. We're going for it now. Yeah, <laughs> we couldn't remember topics. the number. There was a there was a peak week at like I think it was 19. I think you, it was like 19. You remembered and and then everyone was happy with it. And then it's just too much. Honestly, it's too much. It's it's a lot of work on my end. I can't remember things. I'm I'm the talent. You know that's why I'm here. Yeah, you. I'm just the permanent guest. So we got the permanent guest, not the co-host. Permanent guest with a difference, um, for liability reasons. That's, yeah. That's it. yeah. Honestly, it's a <laughs> need to separate separate me from this. It's kind of like when your buddy couch surfs, and then he's like, "Yeah, I'm looking for. I'll get in a. I'll get in an apartment." And then he just never does, and I'm just like couch surfing permanently on your podcast. Exactly. That's just the way it's got to be for now. You know. Yep. I got you. <laughs> So if you guys, again, we're going to be, every episode we've been talking about has to do with Elon and whatever drama is going on there. We've got that, the sale going final Um, here in LA, rent moratoriums being extended, Uh, the crazy, stupid shit show that is CNN Plus, Mike Tyson absolutely beating the crap out of someone on a plane. F1 coming back to the U.S. in Miami, baby. Should have lived after that one, you know what I'm saying? Um, China allegedly going back with lockdowns. Masks on flights are gone. And another healthy tip at the end about making friends with people who are a little out of your league. What do you say? Let's jump in. Let's get it. Where are we diving into? Um, we'll start with Twitter. More recently... Did that play out as fast as you thought it was? Or did you think it was going to be more of like a pissing match on Twitter? No pun intended for a few more months. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I I was sort of surprised, but I think I was surprised because it didn't really seem like something that normally was going to happen. Um, like, for example, on in talking on a group chat podcast, about normally how long these MA um, processes go, you know, years, two years, even with smaller, you know, hundreds of millions of dollar deals, obviously it's large, but small on this scale, you know, by orders of magnitude. Uh, We all know that Elon from previous uh sales of stock moves quickly with large moves but this obviously had to do with other people and i think the the original kickback that came from everyone was kind of like you know not that i didn't believe that elon could do it but it was weird seeing that there was so much kickback to it and i was like "Mm," it's kind of one of those things where it's like probably not going to happen because all these people don't want it to happen. And I'm not going to like name names of people. Obviously they just show themselves on Twitter itself, but it was <laughs> kind of one of those things where I was like, Oh, probably not going to happen. Would be really cool in my opinion. But and when he did it, I was like sick, like let's get after it, man. Like, what are you going to do? I don't, I don't know who you were talking with about it or if you heard anything else from like work, working with older people, things like that. What was, was there any kind of 
reaction on both sides of of the aisle, I guess, so to speak, of that political spectrum of like, yeah, we should definitely keep this as like a free speech platform or like this is a private company that can do what they want. Fuck having him buy it. What was the the sentiment in your in your personal life? Because I know for me and mine, it was very different. It was um, both sides of the political scales. Everyone was like, you know what? Screw it. Like this guy is doing good in the world right now. Why not let him fucking have this thing too? It's not that big of a deal. And especially if he wants everything to be free speech, fucking let people have it. Yeah, I think if I'm using this word correctly, there was like bipartisanship of thinking that it would be good for everybody. There you go. Yeah. Snaps to that one, dude. Whipping that out here. (laughs) Yeah. We invest time here on this podcast to give you the best content. And that includes me reading the the library, (laughs) not the dictionary, the library, the whole thing. Bringing it. I mean, earlier we, I had my spat with categorically thinking that wasn't a word. So it's not just a little Tucker up there. It's myself as well. That, that was pretty wild. And for, you know, to, to clarify, I do pot dictionary podcasts. Reading is not my strong suit. So getting back on topic, (laughs) bipartisan, back to bipartisanship. Yeah. Uh, like by bipartisanship, when it came to everyone thinking, Hey, you know what? This seems to benefit us at the end of the day. I, you know, the everyday person makes a lot of their decisions. Like you said, these older people, they're either, oh, I get all my information from Facebook or, hey, I make my own decisions based on the party itself and, you know, what, who I like based on what I see on television kind of thing. So I think everyone was kind of open with it. The only time I saw any kickback was there is definitely a polarizing in, in the engineering community uh just because i feel like there we're engineers so there's people who respect the work that he does and are thinking from an engineering standpoint this is a ceo like we've never seen get involved in specifically in tesla and, and spacex get involved in the engineering work and be down there on the deck plates so to speak with his engineers and so there's people who really like him and then on the opposite side people who have heard from their friends who work at these companies that you know it is kind of a dog eat dog world they're the most competitive company or you know two of the best companies in my opinion in the world besides apple and amazon or whatever but it's obviously extremely competitive and not to the point where it's like you know lehman brothers like people just backstabbing each other but also that the work environment is a little i wouldn't say hostile but it is extremely competitive and not a lot of people are used to that and so they mistake that for elon maybe being an asshole and i still every time that argument gets brought up i bring it back to that he was on podcast i don't know who's on podcast with but he was sitting there and he's like yeah, so I'm this guy who started this space company and also owns the most like advanced car company in the world. And I also do this, 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 and this. And people think I'm just going to be like this regular cool ass guy. Like, <laughs> obviously not, you know? He has the self-awareness to like understand he's just a fucking weirdo. He's out there. And 
not even just a weirdo like he's just a different kind of person and that takes a lot to understand that yeah exactly so at the end of the day i think the decision when it looked at free speech and what he was doing from a political standpoint everyone was pretty on board it got a little bit more into the weeds when people personally personally don't know him but don't really like him so they choose to go against his decision yeah do you think this um i guess i'll tie this in it wasn't on our on our cheater agenda today do you think this kills trump's uh social media network now that he was trying to put up <laughs> i'll do respect to our 45th president but i don't think it was gonna get off the ground anyways <laughs> yeah <laughs> insert here you don't have the facilities for that big man. Uh, That's the next thing we will talk about on the podcast. We are definitely going to be getting a soundboard for this kind of shit. There you go. <laughs> I got I got things in my head and I usually butcher them when they come out. So, um, but yeah, I think that that's one of those things that he, the interesting thing to see will be if he comes back on Twitter and increases his relevance again because i think as you've seen it discussed as well and we'll dip into this political thing just very quickly but his I mean, we're talking about china in a little bit so we'll yeah. get back into it yeah <laughs> i guess we're we're going full bore today but his relevance has seemed to have dropped because he has, is obviously not on any of these social media platforms. So it's not being discussed as much, but um, because of that, I feel like the concentration of people who have like a high approval rating of him um, has gotten more, uh, has gotten higher in the way that, he has a lot of support and when he recommends or vets, I think it's vetted candidates, they get a, a immediate boosts and polls and stuff like yeah. that. So I think that obviously there, he still has a big following, but the overall relevance of people talking about him every day is, is a lot lower. So it'd be interesting to see where that engagement comes back to if he does come back on if he does come back on twitter because obviously facebook is still instagram and facebook so but his favorite was twitter in the first place so 100 should be interesting and like you said that's i don't want to say social media made him but it's one of those things where it people were always talking about what he was saying on those platforms and this segues us like perfectly into the next topic we're going to be talking about like cnn like during Trump's campaign and even presidency, like he was the topic of CNN for every single thing that aired. And that's what caused their ratings to go so high. So we'll see what happens when Twitter comes back. We might be hearing all about 45 again. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it should be interesting, but you know, I don't think anybody's going to be using CNN plus to see that because oh, considering they get canceled here in exactly two days. So, uh, on the time of us recording, we're April 28th and that service cancels on the 30th of April. So the nicknamed the $300 million abomination, 
experiment has just now failed. Uh, tons of, speaking of going back to Twitter, tons of writers were going out bashing Twitter, um, bashing CNN Plus, going back and forth, saying how much of a stupid idea it was. And um, now people are going back and forth fighting, saying, oh, these writers lost their jobs and all this stuff. And it was just a failed experiment altogether. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the main way, uh, the main thing to take away from this uh, experience with uh, the CNN Plus thing is that on May first of 2022, uh, we at the uh, Outside the Lines podcast will have more subscribers than CNN Plus. Not a 100%. huge feat. Hundred <laughs> percent. That is yeah. factual. Infinity times because anything times zero is also zero. <laughs> so shout out to our subscribers and listeners. Yeah. Shout thank you guys. guys. You bring us above. I don't know when we're going to get this like $300 million valuation, but it's coming soon guys. And it's all because of you. <laughs> but exactly. The reason it failed, uh, in my opinion, um, CNN was already, and just legacy news outlets are just like going down the shitter to begin with so no one wants to listen to bad news all the time and then especially when you have to pay for more bad news no one wants to, no one wants that yeah it's not appealing to i think people have gotten to the point where they have realized that at first those types of things they bring eyes um those types of things being bad news and horrible things happening and this I would go as far to say sometimes some news outlets uh, do a little fear mongering. It brings a lot of eyes to begin with, but I think over the period of since COVID, it people have realized that that's not really what they want to see because they've been saturated by it. You know, everything's been saturated with this bad news and it's consistently negative. And I think at first people are like building into it. But now everyone's realized, I don't, I don't need that. You know, I don't want to watch that every day. So like you said, no one wants to pay for bad news. <laughs> like they can I want that negativity in my life, bro. They get that shit for free everywhere, all day, every day, if they look for it. So, yeah, exactly. And especially going back to like the whole Twitter position, like wherever you're getting your news from is like, I, God, please, God, don't get your news from Twitter. Um, <laughs> at least vet these sources. But people who are sitting in echo chambers on Twitter, going back and forth, getting like bad energy all day. Whatever social media app you open up is going to be bad energy unless you curate it yourself. Like, there's just too much negative energy going around right now. Yeah, and the obviously there's discussion on what gets quote shadow banned and what gets suppressed on on Twitter. But also, it's something positive because if you're going absolute free speech, these people can build their own echo chambers. If that's something that they want to do, they can do that. And I think that's the point of it all is no one's going to block you from echo chambering with Donald Trump about whatever it may be because now you can do whatever you want. And if you don't like what the other side's doing, that's, that's the point of it. So. Yeah, I mean, by no means you should not get in your Fox News and CNN camps and sit and hate each other, but you can if you want to now, apparently. Do now CNN Plus is gone, you're not going to have anywhere to go to pay for your hate content. 
Yes. <laughs> Diversification, guys. That's uh, with the portfolio. This is not financial advice, as well as your news. <laughs> oh, man. Sticking with bad news. Um, well, not bad news for us. Bad news for the guy that thought it was a good idea to annoy Mike Tyson and verbally abuse him on a flight. Like, I don't know if you've seen the video. Uh, basically, the world is saying that Mike Tyson was in the right for just beating the crap out of this guy on a flight. So have you seen the story? Have you heard, seen the video or anything like that? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's a tough look for the guy. He was, I, I think he was having, he was kind of having it out with him, talking with him, shooting the shit. And then it eventually he just decided, like decided to be that annoying drunk fan and then started chirping him and then got his ass beat. Yeah. I think it's just uh, another one of those situations. And I think this phrase has been overused a thousand times over, but it's the play stupid games, win stupid prizes thing. You know, if you put it on a board, wrote it down and said, Hey, I'll pay you, you know, a thousand dollars to sit behind Mike Tyson and chirp him until he beats the shit out of you. No one's taken that. You know, that's like just not a good idea, man. I mean, not for a thousand. I mean, we can up the ante and I might try it, but a thousand yeah. is a little cheap from my Yeah, point. honestly, <laughs> that's below my line, man. That's below my line. <laughs> Shout out all in pod. Love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I just think that I agree with everyone, you know, Everyone's human and you can't really, especially Mike Tyson, honestly, the man bit another man's ear off. And there's been a discussion that by him and himself, that that is a different person. But the point at the end of the day is just celebrities are people too. They definitely live a completely different life, but I only mean people too, in the way that like, everyone's going to have their point at which they snap. Don't try that on a person who just happened to be one of the greatest boxers of all time. Exactly. But I mean, now that we're on that topic, like what's, what's the number that you take in your mind that you're like, you know what? I'd, I'd get the shit kicked out of me for the talk shit to Mike Tyson. Honestly, probably in my case, I would say, you know, you got 500 G's worth of medical bills from like brain damage and MRIs and shit like that. So I'd probably say like, you know, 500 G's and like plus a thousand. Plus a thousand. <laughs> no, nah, I'd say a million. I'd, I'd have to say a million. Cause like, honestly, that's good. That's a rough time. And you look like if you're getting video, that's okay. That would add another million for me. It's like everyone looking at me like you just got the shit beaten out of you. And you hurt physically, but then everyone is like, oh, I hate you, blah, blah, blah. You know, you're getting death threats. It's like, dude, I almost died on the plane, man. Like, I was going to say, it's a different story if you're like in a ring with Mike Tyson versus like yeah. just being an asshole to him and getting the shit kicked out of you on a plane. That's totally yeah. different. I definitely, I'd take, if we're in a ring, I take 10 G's and his tiger all day. Don't have a place to put the tiger, but I'd I'd take the tiger. Well, because I mean, at least if you're in the ring, you get like some bragging rights, being like, "Yo, like I boxed Mike Tyson," you know. 
Yeah. Here's what it is. I'm yeah. that guy. Yeah. I he we boxed and he put me in a body bag, but yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. I made it about five seconds and it was the time it took for him to walk close enough to me to, to get within reach. <laughs> I made that time. So did we confirm what airline that was? Cause that's, that's shit that happens on a spirit flight. I know, that's dude. Shit. I was like, yeah, that's some <laughs> frontier ass shit. <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah. Why is, uh, you know, I don't know Mike's fight. Mike, you know, me and him are close. I don't know his financial, super tight, bro. I don't know his financial situation. Obviously, he was sitting in first, but I don't know. He's he's a pretty big star, and he's an ex boxer. Like those guys get paid, and why why is he flying commercial? Like, not that I'm, you know, not flying delta comfort plus oh, but cool there, guy. yeah you know <laughs> you know what i'm saying but yeah i mean that can lead us into our our next thing of talking about flights and what's happening next weekend uh f1 comes back to the states again this time in in miami what a sad we can't be here or be there for that i mean you know shout out our boy jermaine um, trying to get us all to go to Miami like it's a a quick trip, but what are we yeah. thinking? Oh. Back in in the states, I'm pumped about that. But what do you think of the track layout? What do we good weekend? Definitely yeah. good for business. Great for business. Um, honestly, all about it. But yo, that shit is wildly expensive. I cannot believe the audacity that they're they're putting out there honestly the audacity, this yeah. general admission two grand yeah i those uh, i'm just saying i better be face to face with valtry like <laughs> that's a lot of money man i'm just saying especially for general admission i don't know who of our listeners has been to a race an actual like f1 race or any other auto racing you sit on one part of the track if you're sitting in general admission and you see the cars you see less than 10 seconds of a car going around a corner and you see that same (laughs) corner every single time and with f1 they're moving even faster so if you like oh yeah like you know talking to your boy because you're just catching up oh there goes lewis there goes valtteri you know well, there goes Valtteri, and then there goes a couple. There goes Pierre, and then there goes Lewis uh, at this point. Shout out the boy. Yeah, come on. Like, <laughs> really bad. Just making it realistic for 2022. But, yeah, I it's a, it's a lot. But I anyone who has the money for that, wonderful experience. And I'm really glad that I don't know who's making these moves uh, in the FIA. I believe that that would be the, the body that would – be adding all these races uh but i think it's a huge move um for bringing it here because obviously as you've seen at uh circuit of the americas and that is it in austin yeah yeah it is yeah in austin you're seeing i think it was like uh five no there's a 250 percent increase in attendance at this physical attendance at the at the track itself year over year from i believe it was 2020 to 2021 or something 2019 to 2021 so yeah i mean there wasn't a race there in 2020 uh just because like obviously 
COVID stuff, but yeah. Um, yeah, the viewing experience is like way different with the amount of people that are there. So if you have the money, great for you. But if you were going to sit like general admission, it's uh, you're going to be heard like cattle in there. Just a heads up for people. Yeah. Uh, the and... Miami race is a bit different, though. That's there's no standing room for this. That's why prices are so expensive for the seats. So get your seats while they're hot because that's you're not going anywhere else. Yeah, exactly. And that just leads into, I think, the discussion quickly about them bringing it to Vegas as well and making this sport a lot bigger because, you know, I feel we can go back to episode we didn't know at the time either, but (laughs) we were talking about NASCAR ratings and how those were much higher and how they compared to the NBA all-star game very high. And that sport is, is growing too, but bringing formula one here, which is, I don't think it, there needs to be an argument, but arguably the greatest or most competitive auto racing in the world, or the yeah, highest, the highest level of auto racing. 100%. It is the pinnacle of motorsport. Exactly. So bringing that here and making it more involved here. And obviously like they're taking advantage of, you know, Miami and Vegas, like those are like the two spots, you know, obviously they're taking advantage of that, but if they make great tracks, I'm interested to see what they end up doing with the Vegas track. Cause the, the current layout is a little plain. Yeah. Uh, I'm just glad that they're bringing it here and that it'll become much bigger because I honestly think it's a a wonderful sport. Uh, The first for anyone who hasn't done it or who has watched NASCAR and hasn't watched formula one, it's wonderful because NASCAR is, uh, I've been to a NASCAR race, like loved NASCAR when I was younger. All it is is turning left in an oval except for one other track. And it's for like two and a half hours formula one can be for two hours or something like that, but it's quick. It's like, we got, we got 50 laps and we're busting it out. And that's what we're doing. I'm not sitting watching a race for four hours. You watch people go in a circle. So it's wonderful experience. I think it's done correctly. And it's awesome. If you haven't watched if skipping to, uh, content recommendations, if you haven't watched the Netflix on it, uh, the Netflix series on it, watch that and you immediately be into it because that was really well done and uh yeah i just think it's a great thing so yeah like you said as far as content goes it the it does a great job of portraying the sport and like sucking people in um i mean off to the whether all those storylines are are true or not that's uh that's a bit different uh but that's coming from insider information um but yeah overall i think it's great for the sport like you said another thing one of the things that triggers me when hearing about formula one is when people just call it european nascar wow it makes me that is throw my like fist through a wall it is so infuriating to hear that yeah that's a little (laughs) that's a little crude description of it it is so like we talked about it's the pinnacle of motorsport it is fast cars i don't want to say a car go fast 
Yes, very very fast cars. It's definitely the different crowd you're going to get at a NASCAR event compared to a Formula One event. Um, but you will you will understand that when you come with me this year. So look, yeah. look forward to that. It's yeah. going to be interesting. I not am. saying we're upper class people, but you know, I don't want to hang out with the peasants and uh, <laughs> can't hang out with the hillbillies. <laughs> I'll leave that to you. You know, I'm getting canceled this episode. I don't care anymore, man. I'm doing it. Uh, I'm I just saying like, about Formula One, man. Yeah, I I dig it. I think that, you know, that is some true uh, malarkey there calling it NASCAR or European NASCAR. That's just, <laughs> that's not cool. The listeners know I'm one of the people when it comes to like tailgating and drinking, like during football season, you know where I'm at. But when, when you're talking about Formula One, that's when I, you know, I'm a little, it's, it's below my line. NASCAR yeah. is, you know, it is it's it is. below my line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. staying, staying on that topic, um, jumping into recent activities, talking about Formula One stars and celebrities, things like that, how to not be a weirdo and not be friends with them. Wait like, for this mad flex here. Uh, so recently, our podcast host mr emmett ross due to his friendship with paul ripke has met shout in out paul, man yeah shout out paul got he's got great content if uh you haven't seen all of his stuff uh what is yeah, it what is it Paris. paul ripke uh, oh we are Perry too we yeah. are Perry clothing uh new new drop coming up in on the 30th so head to weareparee.com snack some of that stuff great great stuff yeah, wonderful stuff. Um, great guy. I actually haven't met him yet. Only talked to him like third person and on peripherals, but been following for a while. Wonderful dude. Anyways, through him, this guy has met Valtteri Botas. Botas? Botas? Valtteri. Mr. Is he 77 for the Alfa Romeo team? Yeah, he's still wearing rocking 77. So I don't know, man. Yeah, this is another one of those flex situations where you don't really think it's a flex. And then you talk to him about people and you're like, damn, that's that's a flex. That's a mad flex. Uh, yeah, 2019, when I was at Formula One, got the pleasure of meeting him for the first time and then proceeded to get hammered with his dad over multiple bottles of wine at the formula one track so that's a little bit different in drinking at formula one events you're having wine and cocktails and that's again let's go <laughs> and then at nascar you're getting some silver bullets dude. and and some moonshine no but overall it's one of those things where a great dude formula one drivers are like you said they're athletes completely and meeting him was one of those things where you're like damn this is like a real life Formula One driver, I'm like hanging out with and talking to. Yeah. So when he came back, since they are racing in Miami next week, he stopped and his girlfriend, Tiffany Cromwell, I think it is. Another big flex. Like she's multiple Tour de France women's winner, like Olympic bronze medalist for the Australian national team for cycling. Like this decorated, decorated people. So hanging out with them was wild. But he's just a normal dude. Yeah. Seems like a really humble guy. Um, Tossed a bunch of them back with him yesterday. He's a good, good ass dude. Yeah. See, seems like a really cool guy based on a story I got from your brother <laughs> that 
he called you and Paul had answered his phone, handed it to uh, Valtteri and Valtteri says, oh, where do you know me from? Well, you know, I, uh, I was friends with, uh, my mom was friends with, with your mom way back. And I kind of knew, no, we watch you on the TV, man. Uh, you're, you're a great racer. So like, really, yeah. really humble guy. Well, it's one of those dudes, like he took a few pictures with some people yesterday that had showed up out of the blue and he was just like as cool as ever can be, man. Like he's just a cool dude to be around. Relax too. And, uh, if you ever got any free time, go look up, uh, go look up. He's got like some crazy facts that he knows. So go check that out online. Um, <laughs> really like, yeah, cool guy. That takes me also to the, the drive to survive kind of situations and rivalries are trying to talk about like getting the inside information and hearing a lot about this, like being around the team, uh, another humble flex meeting Lewis at the last F1 race I was at him and Valtteri are like best of friends, man. They're still really cool. They used to fly together almost every race. So, and they're trying to make it seem on Netflix that they hate each other. So don't believe everything you see on there. Yeah, that's a, that's a real bummer. Cause uh, all I've seen as of late on across all social media platforms is all these videos of like Lewis coming up to him after the race and them waving at each other in the cars. I think that's really cool. Cause, uh, I'm sure with that is a very, it's a very special dynamic with formula one that isn't really exactly the same in other auto racing sport, sports like NASCAR is that you have that one, two, and that one, two is pretty clear. And as we've seen in the past with, um, that Nico, yeah, Nico and, Rosberg, yeah. Ro- Rosberg and, and Lewis Long having, yeah, <laughs> having, having a, a, a thick ass rivalry, uh, be, being the, the one, two, when both drivers are, are highly skilled and, and it's, it's amazing to see because as you can see, Valtteri's a very, like an elite driver. And he's on Mercedes team with Lewis and, you know, he played that position very well to where, you know, he's driving outstanding and then understood when he needed to play for the team, he would, but also took those windows where, <laughs> and you know, the video I'm talking about yeah, yeah. took those Australia, windows, baby. Yeah. Where he was like, I'm getting my bag. Yeah, again, it allowed him, like I said, when you're raced with a, a multi-world champion, and now that he left the team, he is getting paid the absolute fucking bag with Alfa Romeo, and he's the number one driver. So putting in the work and the time definitely definitely paid off for him. He's yes. not hurting. And, yeah, <laughs> we'll no, definitely not. And what a fucking w for alfa romeo like bringing them into actual contention with a driver who more than likely can win a lot of races yeah so once that car gets up there he is gonna be very very close to if not on the podium multiple times this year so i'm excited for that i'm looking forward to it but so talking about going to F1 next weekend for Miami. Um, no more masks on flights here in the U.S. with domestic flights. Like, what's good? We're back this summer, baby. We're Come on. back. Bring Come it on. back. 
we're back. So that all happens in the wake of lockdowns in China again. They, I don't know if you've been seeing anything on social media, what's been going on there. Like people, this is a big one. I know they talked about it on group chat too, but uh, I was starting to get hit with those videos on on TikTok of people trying to use delivery apps and get their food ordered at six in the morning or before everything closes down. Yeah, I I don't know what's going on. Obviously, they're exerting control, um, their their power and exercising that. It's really sad to see that, especially when it doesn't, you know, regardless of your viewpoint on COVID, they are severely affecting the lives of those people. And uh, hopefully this doesn't get taken down by some Chinese hackers or something like that. But um, I, I really disagree with how they're going about that because um, while the rest of the world moves forward, they take the active choice without the support of their uh, constituents. They're not even constituents. They're just yeah, citizens. Uh and to take take a step back and affect those people's lives. So, um, support goes to obviously a bunch of people uh, in many different places, in, including you know places like Ukraine and stuff like that. But support goes to them because, like, I don't know how we would do that in in this country. I don't. Yeah, understand. no, man. Like, I mean, twenty the entirety of twenty twenty was spent in lockdown even parts of 2021 so like i can't imagine going into 2023 or 2022 sorry and having like so many lockdowns still in place like that would be absurd as a person not even just like oh oh my gosh like we're american we have to insert like freedoms and all that stuff like even just as a normal person in any other country they were looking at what's happening in china being like what the fuck is going on over there yeah i think aside from the length of time that they these people have been in lockdown. It it's more of seeing everything outside of we have done the research, looked at all the data and said and concluded, Hey, you know, this isn't something that's going to like obliterate us and everyone can make their own decision on like how to protect themselves or how much it will affect them. And then all that information is out there and then they choose to, to go the all out route and just bring it to zero, which doesn't seem possible. I don't know. Pro- probable. Plausible. Is that the Pla- word? Plausible. One of those three, yeah. it does not seem like they can get to zero because We're not big library people, like we said yeah. earlier, library dictionary. It's the same thing to us. L- library words. <laughs> But no, like you said, I don't know what is, I can't imagine living there just because of like the amount of freedom that we have with our internet. Like they don't have that in China. So I'm not sure what they're seeing or what kind of attitude they're having about COVID and whatnot. So it seems like everything's directed from the top and they kind of just have to listen to what they're saying. Yeah. And the most important tangent on this topic is the fact that they brought, I don't even know, like, does China like have earnings calls? I don't know what it, what it, maybe it's technically, yes, they do. Yeah. Because someone from the, 
I don't know if anyone else knows that, but someone from the CCP sits on every single company that's public over there. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> there, but the point is with all of these massive lockdowns, lockdowns to the point where people are not doing their jobs, obviously they're stuck at home and they grew, I want to say 4% or something like that. Oh my not, gosh. This was the fucking what? this is the story you're talking about oh my goodness yes that the zz ping or whatever decided to throw a, a, a dart at a wall and land at a bunch of numbers he's like you know what our economy is going to grow 4.8 percent this year that's the number yeah. we're going to go with we were shooting for 3.5 but guess what we're going to round it up a little Which, i don't know come on we could get into our discussion about what's happening with our markets and what's going on with that i don't know like what's going on with the, how are they growing when they're constantly shut down with fucking with COVID? That, that doesn't make any sense at all. No, no sense. I was like, we're, we're talked about like mask mandates going off, things like that with summer coming right on the corner. Um, F1 in Miami, like economy essentially should be pumping and going back to normal, but no one has money because of inflation right now. Like, yeah. I don't know who can afford these flights going anywhere right now. It costs, I don't know, even just to get to you probably in Seattle from LA is well, going to be like 500 round trip at this point. Driving to LAX is going to cost you 200. <laughs> yeah, with the fucking gas prices. Yeah, man. Who can afford that? <laughs> Liquid gold, baby. We need to get like a, a Patreon in here and just have people donate to us. That's the way yeah. to do it now. Talk about uh, that. Yeah, okay. Monetization, I dig it. Someone's got to do it around here. Yeah. What about these OnlyFans chicks making so much money? We can do that. Yeah. Uh just just tapping on that 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 bad baby chick 54 million in a year. That that hurts. That hurts a little bit. Yeah, it's tough, man. Who's paying for that though? I know some people are paying for Kathy Woods though. You know what I'm saying? Yo, bro. <laughs> take that out. <laughs> You're killing me with that. Oh, man. All right, guys. Well, had a phenomenal chat with our resident couch surfing guest here, Tucker DeCamp. Um, what are we leaving everyone with here? Uh, content from your end was Drive to Survive. Are we still holding true to that? Or what are we, what are we thinking? Yeah. And if you're going to watch that, you know, watch watch the race Miami next weekend. You know, I think it was Oh yeah, this is like the first time I watched an F one race, and it wasn't like five in the morning. Yeah, bro, it's gonna be like Noon. I don't know if it's gonna be a night race, but it should be in the middle of the day though. For yeah, this it's one. it's gonna it's, be nice out though for us Americans. Yeah, noon Pacific time on Sunday. Um, yeah. Shout out our ten percent of Europeans. Shout out you guys, but yeah, ninety percent of us here in the states will be awake at a good hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Content recommendations on my end. Um, the dropout is way better than super pumped and I'm finally just getting to the dropout and it's even after episode one leaps and bounds better than super pumped. And I don't mean to be that guy that's shitting on super pumped, but here I am. Well, uh, just to, <laughs> just to give like a realistic scale for the listeners, how does it compare to we crashed? Sorry. Blanked uh, see, out I still have not watched we crashed yet. I need to get on that. Really? Okay. Why don't you watch both of those content 
double content recommendation. Watch both We Crash and Dropout and give us a little comparison comments or I don't even know. I don't even... I'm the couch surfer. I don't do all the work. So wherever you put comments, put some comments down. Let us know. I was going to say, yeah, hit us up. YouTube, all over social. Let us know. But anything else from you? Final checkouts, thoughts? Nah, glad to be here. I'll uh, I'll show up on the couch uh, next week. All right, man. Well, this has been Outside the Lines episode. I, I don't know. So I'll see you guys later.